0: Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion It's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective My name is Joe Thorne, I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois
1: And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship So there's some kind of uh, ladies
0: hangout Pool party yep. going on today. Yep. Fowlers are hosting.
1: Well, Michelle is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just Fowlers have, are hosting. I just have a honey-do list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like provide the house and the pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, You're making the food. Yep. Yeah, you're making the food. Making the food. I want to come. When she, I was like, you know, I'm not a pool guy. You know, you know a-
1: someone signed up and we have no idea who it is. And I go, Michelle, that's Joe. I know it. I just know it's got to be Joe. No, I signed my name when I sign up. For That's what she said. Like. She's like, no, no, he owns it. Yeah. He owns it. That's not him. I Somebody like, put some like. It was like a weird name. Yeah. I was like, it has to be
0: Joe. Like Flo Shorn. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Flo from State. I don't yeah. know where she's from, actually. Florida. I was. Um, where is like, she from? Flo from. what? Did she Progressive. Ding, there yeah. you Yeah. Come on,
0: man. I don't know. Nobody knows Flo.
1: I, I. Yeah.
0: You know what? Uh. Flo made me never want to consider progressive. Like, Whoa, really? I, I find her like annoying. So I was like nah, nah I'm not about it. I like you are not into saving money? Uh I'm not I don't I don't know the care it's just the character. I just uh, don't like it.
1: So the character is so bad.
0: Yeah, to me. If, if you could save yeah. money you wouldn't. Yeah. No, I'd rather just pay more to be less annoyed.
1: I mean, I understand that mentality. Yeah,
0: yeah that is my mentality. I, I
1: understand yeah. that mentality. It depends yeah. on how much we're talking.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. No, yeah. No, if it was like, cut my rate in half, then pff, yeah, I'll be annoyed. But you see, so you got this pool party going on. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I don't want to like, you know, go to a pool in, in general. But uh, when you were like, oh, the, I'm making steak tacos and elote. Yeah, and yeah. All, I was like, oh, man, I maybe I could just, maybe I, maybe I could be like a, a server or something, or maybe like... Like a pool boy? A, you want um, to come be a pool boy? What does a pool boy do?
1: Well, you're going to sit there in your shorts, no shirt. Nah, I'm and out. And you're going to come get- <laughs> <I'm> out.
0: <laughs> they would kick me out. <laughs> uh, nobody wants that. All right.
1: But- How about, do you have a white, like a nice like polo kind of a shirt? I can go get one. Well, there you go. Hold okay. on. All now, right. we're All no, yes, okay, now we're, we're okay, talking. Now we're talking. I'll do the shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll do the shorts for the steak tacos. They're going to be those camo shorts, aren't they? Those ugly. First of all, they're not ugly. The knee. No. no. Okay. Pass the knee. Yeah.
0: The the cholo shorts. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I know. I know. Yeah. They're not camo either. They're they're uh, khaki.
1: Khaki camo. Yeah.
0: You tried to class it up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So uh, okay. So what what do I do? Do I just like bring drinks to people and stuff?
1: Uh, you can yeah bring food. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Bring food. Uh, just keep you know. Usually, like a pool boy.
0: Yeah. I can be friendly.
1: You can be friendly, but yeah. then you're going to just like keep checking the water.
0: Okay. What do you, you mean? know? Like,
1: Maybe there's like a leaf. You got to oh, get yeah. that leaf I can out. I do that. I can do that. Got to get that leaf I don't out. don't have to get in the pool,
0: though. No, no. Oh. We got a scooper thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I can do this. Oh, I can do this. All right. All, all right. right. Yeah,
1: man. I'll be there. Awesome. Awesome. I just got to go get a white polo. White polo. All right. I can do that. And a, and a cheery, you know, uh, uh,
0: wait. Yeah. And What's the word? <sighs> Demeanor. A cheery disposition. Demeanor. I think the phrase is a cheery disposition. I think it's a cheery demeanor. Okay. Cheery demeanor sounds like something you put in a cocktail.
1: That That's cherry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So um, so you know what I was doing? What were you doing? This week, uh-huh. I was uh, you know, talking to Jen about this sabbatical. Our yeah, sabbatical coming up. I'm, yep. I'm going on a sabbatical. So every seven years, uh, I, the church says, go away. You know, like I can take vacation days, and when I, I, I take vacation, uh, but not all the time and not enough. And so, the, the, one of the things the church does is they go, well, now you don't have a choice. <laughs> this mm-hmm, is your sabbatical mm-hmm, month. Mm-hmm. Go away. Yeah, 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 go away. So, um, so we're going to go to Florida for nice. a family reunion, and uh, you know, taking all the kids and every adult kids and everybody. So that'll be fun and uh, we're trying to plan like what we're going to do, what we're going to be working you're gonna on. You're going to take all the adult kids? Well, I have four kids, two adult kids, and two younger kids. Yeah, so you're only taking the adult no, kids? No, I'm taking all of them, even the adult kids.
1: Oh, you didn't say that. You just yeah. said, we're going to take the adult kids. Yeah,
0: I just meant everybody's going, mm-hmm. and then we're working on stuff, and uh, I'm, I'm planning on doing some writing. So, oh. Uh, so, yeah, hmm. I'm working on it. It'll be ready in seven years. Yeah, well, you know, with well, first of all, with the sabbatical month might be six and a half. Six and a half I mean, years you know, now. I mean, you know. I mean,
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, even talking to a publisher. Oh. So we'll see. Hmm. will That's kind of... Hmm. Now, is Mr. Self-publisher... Publisher?
0: <laughs> but, uh, the publisher is myself, yes. Yeah, so I'm uh, <laughs> going to publish on Blogspot. It's going to be awesome.
1: Are they, you know, extremely excited? Actually, I've never... I've not heard about this, so that's why I'm, You don't have to tell me who the publisher you've been talking to. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah. It's 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 simple stuff. But uh stuff I like and stuff, um,
0: you know. So we'll see. We'll all see. right, all we're, right. We're talking. Okay, okay. So something but if uh yeah. I think either way I'm gonna write. But because uh, I really want to work with this publisher. And if uh if for some reason it doesn't work out, I'm probably just gonna write it anyways and then we can do we we'll do our own doctor devotion publisher. Oh and sure. do it, man. So we'll publish
1: <laughs> see, it won't be self publishing. No it'll that, be, that would be self publishing. It'll be podcast self-publishing yeah.
0: no it's still totally self-publishing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely so yeah, that's what we're working on and uh so you, what you anything what are you working on besides this uh just give a gig at the pool as a pool boy what today yeah i don't know you're cooking that's
1: it yeah cooking. that's it i All mean right. it's, it's kind of it's kind of eating into my sleep time usually uh, i nap saturdays yeah.
0: and sundays yeah you were up early preparing cooking no no uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, you started last night. You started. You said at like eleven o'clock. You started cooking that. Yeah, thing? but I hit delay,
1: so a oh. delayed start. Okay. Right. Got it. Yeah. No. When I woke up, it was still going this morning. It smells good. Mm. Yeah, it's for the the carnitas. Mm. So,
0: uh, what is a carnita?
1: Well, you take like uh uh like pork pork shoulder. Yeah. Pork butt, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like slow cook it all night, so all night carnita, hours.
0: It refers to the the meat and the way it's prepared. Yeah. So okay. you take
1: that, you got a bunch of stuff on it. Now, in a couple hours here, I'm gonna open it up. Yeah. And it's gonna shred. Right. Shred. And then you take that and you fry that a little bit so it gets a little crispy mm, on the outside. Okay, yeah. So Good you, to go. So with Carni- so carnita you can
0: have that in a taco, burrito, whatever, right? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. I learned something. Mm. I like that. I like learning things. You like learning things. All right. Well, you know what else I learned? I learned that uh, a lot of people on Twitter have a lot of opinions on how long sermons should be.
1: Oh, you mean t- people on Twitter have opinions? They do they have hot takes.
0: They have there were hot takes. There were some cold takes. Uh, and, and most of it was, I think, fine. The stuff that I, I read, you know, uh, some people were sort of arguing that, you know, Oh, it's, you know, if, if you, you got to preach, you know, longer sermons, but our people can't handle it. And other mm-hmm. people were saying like, well, you know, it's, Thirty minutes is is good. A lot of people it, that we would tend to vibe with like the forty minute mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, other people were saying like, listen, if you can't, you know, you could preach a great message in fifteen minutes. Like there was the, the, the numbers were all over. Um, but I thought you and I should talk about it because uh, I think it's actually a, a deeper conversation than what was being hit on at least in some of the Twitter threads that I saw.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: So um, why don't we start with this? Why do we even need sermons? Oh. It gets a lot of, I mean, it does get hate from certain quarters today, like the idea of a monologue. What isn't a monologue? Why do you get to be the person lecturing me? Uh what, where's the dialogue? I don't know, why why can't we like have a back and forth and Little fireside chat. Yeah, you know why can't we, uh, you know, sit in a circle and and by the way, sitting in a circle and talking it out is great. Like church has always done that. Like yeah, we get together, we you know talk about scripture, talk mm-hmm. about the sermon. Mm-hmm. That's called Wednesday night. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's lots of opportunities for that. It's a small group. Sunday school. Yeah, right. All the but the so why do we need sermons? Well, we got to fill that time, Joe. I mean, we I mean the whole goal is to amass money. Exactly, uh, and and so, so you need to show you gotta put that on you something. know faux show. We'll bringing bring in the dough to bring in the dough. Yeah, I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, see. So I mean, like, it, it, it's not to entertain. No, it's, it's not to. It, it's it's not. It's certainly not to
1: control. No. So no, but you you are exhorting God's people with God's word. Right? Yeah. So it's a it's a a great time that as the body gathers together, right? Because a lot of people are. are I'm assuming giving the benefit of doubt a lot of people are doing their personal studies they're doing their their personal time in the word Uh, but there's something to be said for God's people coming together hearing God's word together being exhorted at the same time through the same text Um, and I think there's an alignment there there's an alignment there as, as a local church to be studying and hearing God's word together For sure, for sure. I mean, we know it's a. We know it's. I mean, the the easy
0: answer. And I'm glad you didn't go right to this. I was like, well, because we're commanded to. Yeah. Like, okay. uh, Yes. We. We. uh, I think we all agree on that. But some. Maybe some don't. But, you know, from uh, throughout the Old Testament, New Testament, we have prophets, we have teachers, we have preachers, people that are set apart by God and His people to proclaim, right? To proclaim the revelation of God, uh, to address God's people. So yes, it's it's biblically. Called for, and um, and so we we embrace that. But I think I think what you're pointing at is really important. That you use the word alignment. So the fact that we are called to teach and to exhort as pastors is clear enough. And one of the benefits of this, one of the important aspects of it is that we get to instruct everybody at once in, yes. our, in our congregation uh, in, a, in a way that really drives them to understand the, the depth of God's word, who God is, what he has done, and to, in, in a, yes, I'll use the word, to indoctrinate. That's a bad oh. word today, right? It sounds it sounds mm-hmm. manipulative and restrictive, and what about free thought? But mm-hmm. to indoctrinate means to 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 teach proper doctrine and truth yeah. to people yeah. so that they hold on to the faith. Yep. it's not a bad thing. No, it can be done in a manipulative way, and there's bad indoctrination, but there's also good indoctrination. Hopefully, people. Indo- hopefully, you're indoctrinating your kids about uh, the danger of traffic. Uh, you know, fire stranger danger yeah you know you yep. tell like, <laughs> that's a kind of indoctrination you're teaching them principles that, that you expect to guide them throughout their lives and so now we're dealing with the word of God and the truth of God and so yeah there there are things that are clear and important that we need to make sure our people understand yeah yeah so I think when I think well, why do we need sermons another thing that you said that I that I, I like is that well we need it, it it's not just that Oh, I need God's word. I do need God's word, but I need God's word read aloud. I need God's word preached directly mm-hmm. uh, by someone who cares for me, knows me, loves me, uh, at least as a part of the family, if yeah. not yeah, yeah. super tight relationally. I need that. I need God's word proclaimed because preacher moved by god's spirit is going to not only unpack truth but mm-hmm. apply it in particular ways yeah uh, that a congregation will need and, and th- really a preacher should know the temperament the condition of the congregation what's going on what mm-hmm. the needs are mm-hmm. so there's going to be application uh really moved applic- application given by the preacher who's been moved by the spirit that the that the congregation needs that we wouldn't otherwise probably get it's like we like we say like oh god teach me uh help me give me wisdom and one of the primary ways he does that is through teachers and preachers
1: yeah yeah
0: so yeah i think we need sermons for uh to protect us from heresy to protect us from ourselves uh to encourage uh our our faith to help us to know
1: know God better so that we can love him more and proclaim his excellencies. And think of it. I mean, how many times, at least I'm thinking through a handful of times in my life that uh, like specific times where maybe there's a text that I've, I've read, I've read, I've studied. um, it's, 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 I've gone through it and yet it's being preached and God uses the preacher, the Holy spirit uses those words uses the word of his own word and it impacts me in such a different way yeah right yeah i, I love that it's, it's like we have you know
0: our, our congregation like, like most uh, is very diverse in terms of like age and mm-hmm. all of that but but also in terms of like uh, spiritual maturity we have we have people that have been walking with jesus yep. for a long time yep. And I'm always really encouraged when I hear people say, "Wow, like you know that message was so helpful, and this is why." Yeah. This past yeah. Sunday, uh, we have these these two sisters uh, at the church, and so they they just wanted to say, "Hey, we just really appreciate it, and this is it's been a lot, and this is why." And I remember thinking when I was you know working on the sermon and preaching it, like, "Wow, God's word is awesome, and it had an impact on me," mm-hmm. but. It's, it's very basic. Like, I feel like it's like, I'm preaching a, a very basic message. I'm in Acts and, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not uncovering new truth. No, uh, you no. know, I'm not providing like, you know,
1: it was Philip and the eunuch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't remember what I preached last, but I did preach that. Was that the last one I preached? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. No, oh, it was actually, it was really, really, yeah. really well done. So, but it was like, like they know those passages. Yeah. Like these, these, th- those ladies, like they are in God's word. They know God's word. And, uh, so like, here's an example then, yeah.
1: right? You know, I've read that passage. I've studied that passage, right? And and even some of the things you talked about, yeah, I've thought, but the way you phrase certain things, there's one thing that you said. Uh, we're talking about, uh, you're talking about Philip and the eunuch, and you're talking about uh, he had heard from God, uh, from, the, from the angel, to go. And he, he goes, right? And it was this sense of, and the way you worded it was, uh, he didn't have details. He had direction. And that's all that was needed. Yeah. Right. And like how often for us and see, mm-hmm. this is where it extrapolates for the rest yeah. of us. Right. Being a good listener. Being now. a good listener. Take, right? Taking it with you. Exactly. And even as 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 a community group discussing that. Okay. Then let's, let's go through that. How many times have we been led by the Lord to do something, but we've been so, so constrained by ourselves saying, I must have everything in order. Mm-hmm. I must have all the details. I have to have this worked out. And yet sometimes God calls us, just go think of Abraham, get up go right leave everything you've ever known yeah and go what yeah (laughs) and so like that's the kind of stuff like as you're uh, that's why you need preaching right you need preaching because god has gifted uh gifted individuals to come and and preach his word right and while we may have read that text studied that text yet god uses certain aspects of it to really unlock i guess yeah. you know and and to look afresh at at a truth and a promise that he has for us
0: i think i think some people would be like oh yeah but like abraham like god spoke to him like god sp- if god spoke to me i wouldn't ask questions i would just go i mean like yeah like that sounds like jonah phil- yeah right? <laughs> yeah this always works great yeah yeah <laughs> phil you know philip had an angel talk to him and then the spirit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like if I had that, and it's like, this is your fundamental misunderstanding of the word of God. Yep. That that is the voice of God. Like the, the scripture is God's word, mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. speech to you. And when the preacher is preaching, he is giving you God's word. So it's not miraculous in that same sense, but it is every bit as much of hearing the voice of God as, it was, as, as Philip did or Abraham did. And if you have that understanding of preaching, then you come in like, whoa, what's God going to say today? What does God's word? Not yeah. that the preacher is God or the preacher is no. flawless, but
1: the word of God rightly preached yeah. is the word of God. Well, think of, think of the when the exiles returned in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. right? And they were hearing... Uh, And the word of God's just being proclaimed. They're just, they're reading from the scroll. They're just reading and people are weeping and crying. And they've been lost for so long. And they've been lost for so long. Like that's like, there there was a deep understanding of the importance Mm -hmm. of the word of God being proclaimed and having God's word, you know, Mm. being spoken and heard and what it means for us as God's people to live uh, by his ways. And I think that there's an aspect of,
0: of preaching and we should do a whole thing on listening but there's an aspect of the word being preached that teaches humility and it teaches like oh you need to receive god's word like you don't Mm -hmm. have the answers uh you need to sit and to just take i know you have a lot to say you want to have a conversation you want to contribute you go and work it out it's all great but fundamentally sit down and receive that's the grace of god grace of god comes to us and we take it so i think we need sermons
1: because it reinforces this idea. Yeah. God's word is yeah. declared and we accept it. Yep. I like that. Absolutely. So when we talk about, we talk about why we need sermons, right? Yeah. But then what are we doing Like when we preach?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good question because I think a lot of people would say, what are we doing? We are, we are declaring uh, the word of God or we are, we are proclaiming God's excellencies, Um and that, that, that's all... That's great. That's definitely what it is. But I think there are probably some ways in which we should dive a little deeper to understand what's happening when we preach. Because, yes, uh, on the front end, I would say, what are you doing when you preach? Like, well, I am proclaiming what God's word says. Yep. I am pointing to uh, the truth of God that leads us to, like, the truth, Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, and all of that. So th- that's all great. But I th- maybe in... It, When I'm, as I'm thinking about it right now, um, when a preacher is preaching, he is leading people to see our triune God. He's, he's leading people to know the triune God. He's leading people to worship God, not just through song, but through a life. It's, it's taking people almost by the hand that say, come, let me show you what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Let let me let me let me let me point to what changes lives, what matters most. Yep. So maybe yeah, I guess it when I'm thinking about it right now, I'm thinking like what, when I'm okay, when I'm preaching, I've seen something in God's word. I've encountered it. I've experienced it for myself, and I want other people to see this and to experience it and for God to be at work in them in even greater ways than he's been at work in me. Mm. So I am I got yeah, preaching is a kind of uh is it kind of leading? So yeah, it's declaring it's teaching. It's all of these things, you know, it's aimed at the, it's aimed at the heart and the will, not just the mind, but yeah, that's how I think about it.
1: I think it's also a bit of training. Oh, like for a, sure. A bit yeah, of yeah. training in hermeneutics. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah, it definitely is. you're as, as a congregation is listening and they're hearing and they're, they're, they're also seeing how the word of God is being handled mm-hmm. with the, the respect, the reverence, um, with the, the careful attention um, not adding things that are not there, not avoiding topics that are difficult. Um, but I do think there's, and then like the connections, like how this leads to that. And, you right. know, um, like how do you understand
0: prophecy? Yeah. Like that they learn hermeneutics by listening to a pastor, unpack a text. And yep. if you're not actually unpacking a text or preaching expositionally, you're not, really teaching hermeneutics. You're not teaching them how to interpret scripture. And so like you're saying those connections, like, oh, this goes back to what was said in the old testament. And so let's let's go back.
1: Let's go back. Let's look at that text. Yeah. Because it does. It's it's constantly training people. That's good. So yeah, I think that's that's been really beneficial, I think, for me as as um especially as a young believer, right? Like, was hearing the word of God being proclaimed and being able to see, okay how is this pastor handling this text? Mm. Right. And I've had good examples. I've had bad examples. Right. Uh, but for all of them, they had been examples. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what to do, what not to do. Um, and it had been it really for, uh, formational for me as a young, as a young, uh, preacher. Right. Um, and I think I, I, I take that serious. So when, when I do have an opportunity to train in that sense of, of hermeneutics, mm. right? Like I I'll, try to point that out without being like okay everybody now here's a hermeneutical lesson right Right. there's you know there's ways of going about it without but yeah i think it i think it's beneficial for our people
0: yeah you're either i mean sometimes we explicitly explain like how to like when you're dealing with parables for example yeah we might explicitly say this is one of the things that you do when you're looking at a parable but it's always at least implicitly teaching them hermeneutical principles yeah uh just by just by your example
1: and when i'm thinking back I mean, I have an example of what you just did this last week. Oh, I can do that now if you want. Sure, go ahead. All right, not to embarrass you, it was no, a good sermon. Okay, we'll see. We'll see where this goes.
0: I'm mean, now the, the, all the scholars going to be like, well, actually, Jimmy Joe was wrong, and uh, you guys are dumb. But go ahead.
1: Ah, well. So going through Philip Eunuch, right? You're talking about uh, the angel speaking to him and the uh, uh, the Holy Spirit speaking to him, and oh no, so is that part? And then he went at the end. He was there, he was gone. He was somewhere else. Yeah. Right. And so Joe's like, all right, listen, listen, listen. A lot of people try to explain this. A lot of people try to explain this and say, oh, maybe he was invisible. He became invisible so that uh, then they could, you know, they couldn't grab a hold of him. Then others were like, maybe he was just in a little little state of uh, like a comatose state. And then he just awoke and he was somewhere else right like or he could fly I've heard he preachers, fly, say yeah, that, yeah. preachers say that yeah then some preachers said he probably could fly and this I love this line that you said see see, other city believe, service I, I can't believe you remember this.
0: I don't remember what I said go ahead
1: yeah you said uh maybe and he's he like some preachers say maybe he could uh he could fly which for some for them is somehow less miraculous than he just upped and disappeared and went somewhere <laughs> else like but it was like this sense though here was the hermetic lesson don't add things to the text that are not there. Mm. Don't try to make sense of something and explain something away that is miraculous, that is something that God has done that you can't and don't understand and try to put it in this little box to explain it away. If scripture doesn't say it, if scripture hasn't explicitly said it, then don't don't try to explain that away and add things to it. Yeah, that, that that's that's something that is like
0: uh because I, I think I, I personally had to grow in that because I like answers. I, I like to know. I like to know, yeah. like, well, how does this work? And you know, I sat under a preacher for who a long, who for a long time would always explain things that were not just. There was no he had no basis for it other no. than other than opinion, uh, but he had read it from somebody else and. Like I always want our people to know you can trust the word yes. uh, even if you don't really understand how what's being said is unpacked. Like what, you know, how, how did Philip wind up from, you know, point A to point B and it could be a non, I had, I had one of our guys say, Hey, could it be possible that, uh, that it, it wasn't anything miraculous at all that he just kind of, they just parted ways and i was like well i suppose that's possible but it certainly doesn't read that way to me mm-hmm. uh so uh and i and and the scholars that i have read don't even take that position i'm sure some do but uh but i just don't feel the need to and i don't think we should have the the burden of trying to like rationalize
1: rationalize oh, and, oh yeah
0: listen turning invisible is still a miracle right but like where did that come from like you're just adding to it. isn't
1: it? oh well, jesus jesus turned him he
0: walked it they, they couldn't grab a hold of him yeah. I think uh I, I think I think people just like listen, it's a pretty cool story, people being invisible, people yeah. flying. Yeah. It's pretty great. Uh I've e I've even heard of some, some big name scholars who talk about Adam could probably fly. And it's like Wait what? what? Yeah, I know, I know.
1: I know. Wait what? Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to send me a, you yeah. got to send me a link to this. Yeah. Well, if, it was it is. was a
0: student that was in this guy's uh, class in seminary. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but you would know you would know the guy. Uh, yeah, and I just don't like come on in like why, why even conjecture that way. I just did uh, he just watch the Matrix. You know, I, uh, I think he watched the boy who could fly.
1: Oh, you know, that might have been the inspiration (laughs) for that.
0: So let's talk about the goal of preaching. Yeah. Right. Like, what are we aiming at? Because I think, you know, some people would say we're aiming to motivate people. Uh, We're aiming to educate people. We're aiming at moving people. I mean, (laughs) some people would even outright say, absolutely, we should entertain people. That's a part of it. Yeah. what is the what is really the goal, like the, the ultimate goal, or if there are multiple
1: goals, what do you, what what would you say? Well, I would say the I would say the ultimate goal is to glorify God, mm-hmm. and that's not like just this Sunday school answer. I do believe that in how we handle the Word of God, in how we proclaim the Word of God, in how we worship on the Lord's Day, everything that we do is to His glory, and so uh, I want to be able to walk away, to to walk away from the pulpit, knowing. That I glorified God. Mm-hmm. Not that everything was elegant and perfect, right. and and and, but that the Word of God was rightly handled. Mm-hmm. That I was faithful to the text. Yep. I didn't add things, take things away. I didn't try to sugarcoat things. I was direct in these things. Um, that that to me is is personally as a preacher is the goal of preaching is ultimately to glorify God. Now in the midst of that, well, let me just I, let me okay. just say with that, like glorifying God.
0: It, uh, like i agree that is the ultimate goal yeah and part i would say part of that is like making god himself known uh, yeah and, and yep. like making sure that you know that that it's going ultimately pointing people to christ so that you know god is glorified in his holiness justice yes goodness yep truth grace mercy yep. forgiveness all of that so that like because if you're just giving moralistic lessons, if you're just yes. teaching people like, here are five ways you can fight the sin of lust, but you never bring it back to who God is and what God has done for us in Christ, then you're not really glorifying
1: God. You're just You're doing a TED Talk. Yeah, yeah. Which, hey, those hey, are fine. Those are fine. But that's not what we're called But that's do. not what we're called for on, mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, right? Right. All right. right, go ahead. So yeah, and glorify God. Uh, so I think that's the over, over thing, but it includes what Joe just said, right? It includes... Uh, it in- it includes that. It also includes, you know, exhorting God's people right. to embrace God's truth. So
0: embracing the truth, getting, helping people to see, like the goal is to move people to see, to um, respond in faith and repentance, right? Yeah. We want people to respond like that as a goal, faith and repentance. I want people to in very specific ways, right? We want them to believe specific things that are in the text about God. I want them to abandon their sin mm-hmm. and cling to Christ. Right. So we could say the big goal is the glory of God, uh, but then supporting that goal is the edification of the saints. Yep, yep. Um, you know, we're we, we are aiming, and edification involves education. Yep. Right. Uh, but it also involves spirit Powered motive, motive, motivation. Yep, yep. We want them to be moved. We want uh, them to be to have affections develop, right? Yes, want them to, yes. To, to, to love and to hate, right? I mean, faith and repentance is ultimately about love and hate. Well, loving God, hating sin. Uh, um, what about? But what about entertainment? When people say, "Hey, we, uh, your your sermons should be entertaining." Uh, how would you respond to that?
1: I guess I want I want to define entertaining. Good. All right, I just brought it up. So, uh, huh? so i i
0: knew you would say that so i just brought up a definition oh did you really mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> right. how, how did you
1: know i was gonna ask that because
0: well, i said i'm gonna ask this question jimmy's gonna because you're because you're smart you're gonna like well it depends right because the knee-jerk rea- reaction is no we don't we're not here to entertain people well, okay yes we agree we're not here to entertain people but is is entertaining people an aspect of a good biblical message um is it a goal and i i, I think you and i would say well it's it's not a goal for sure but let's see what it is it is to provide someone with Amusement or enjoyment. So if it's amusement, I don't really see that. I as don't a see that. Part.
1: I, I don't see that as part of where, or like the main goal. So for me, amusement sounds like let's tell a bunch of jokes. Yeah. And let's but, get a bunch what? of chuckles. You know what? Sometimes it happens we, so, so sometimes there is some amusement
0: in mm-hmm. a very theologically rich a rigorous, biblically saturated message. There yeah. still is amusement, but that yep. is not a goal. That's not
1: the goal. That's not the goal. But enjoyment. Enjoyment. Yeah. I want them to enjoy God's word. Yeah. And sometimes that enjoyment is, man, I was really convicted by God's word. Yeah. It's like, well, it's a painful enjoyment. It's right? a painful enjoyment. Yeah. Um, and and let's let's talk about that just for a brief second. I want to I expand on that, right? Because people say, I, I could hear some people saying, that doesn't make sense. Painful enjoyment. Mm-hmm why it's, it's a painful enjoyment for me as I sit under God's word and I'm convicted is because I know this is for my sanctification. Right. I know this is the Holy Spirit working in me, changing me from one degree of glory to the next. I know that is the Holy Spirit convicting me to abandon my sin, to cling more to him, to love him, to have a deeper affection for him, to follow him. And as painful as it can be, I enjoy the aspect of being Changed to God's glory and even it I totally agree and it's it, it, to say
0: that it's a it's a painful joy it's it, if there wasn't if the gospel wasn't there if it was only conviction without assurance then it wouldn't there would be no joy to be yeah. had right it would just be misery but we have the gospel and so yes we're convicted of our sins but it gives way to repentance and the joy of salvation it's it's so it's it's for me I think about it in terms of I guess I I think it's like the, the discipline and the pain of of developing new talents or skills or working out mm-hmm. like those things require effort and and you are exhausted or it can be painful but in the end it's yielding great fruit. It's like a it's like a shiatsu massage. Yeah, I'm not down. I, I don't I like a I like a. You don't Swedish. like that painful. I like a, no. You don't like that
1: painful. Enjoyment? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I've
0: gotten a number of massages, but it's always been like uh, it's like not 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 hard. Like not, not. Don't you don't have to t- put the elbow in there and like.
1: Oh no, I want uh, Thor. Uh, uh, no. I want. I want homeboy with the no. big knuckles no. and everything. And no, the big I, thumb. I'm like
0: pressure. I like pressure. I don't need the. I. I can't. No pain. Nah, that's I'm like. Not, oh. uh, 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 uh. Nope. Not. So I. I would say that like, you know, should our sermons be entertaining? You know, I, I. like actually. Years ago, I. I heard Russ Moore preach a message, and it was really good. It was an X29 event, and he said boring sermons are satanic. And your sermons should never be boring. Now, his point was not that they should be titillating or, you know, controversial for controversy's sake or unnecessarily provocative. His point was, is that the word of God is glorious. The the yeah. history of redemption is beautiful. Yep. Uh, God put on display is amazing. And when we know what God has done, what he calls us to. Like, that stuff should be exciting, not yeah. boring. So, and that doesn't mean that they have to have a certain tempo or pace or anything like that. But. There is an aspect of preaching that I think is uh, is is important that some traditions neglect, and that is there's a there's a creative element that um, that I think is is best um, expressed through earnestness, and and uh, we're gonna have a, a a whole episode on earnestness for our all access members yeah, on yeah. Tuesday, but um, so yeah, like is the goal entertainment? or making the sermons enjoyable. No, but good sermons are enjoyable because they are, and and they can be fun uh, or they can be, you know, heartbreaking, Yeah, but yeah. they should always lead us to the hope that we have in Christ. And so I guess I would like to say, you know, my, my goal in preaching is for people to, is to see God, love God, and understand what God's calling them to do in response to a particular passage. Mm. And that is like a journey, right? That you're taking somebody on, taking them through this passage. And you know, there's, there's hills and valleys and all of that. But yeah, I, I would hope that most of the time people are, are not just sitting there critically examining, taking notes, but that they are enjoying the revelation of God. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Mm. So now all that, Joe, mm-hmm.
1: should be done in what? 15 minutes? Yeah, how, how much time should...
0: Uh, <laughs> I actually actually like the question. I think the question, how long should a sermon be, is a really good question. Uh, it's relevant mm-hmm. because... Now, uh, I'm going to
1: go ahead and give the non-answer.
0: Okay, what's the non-answer? As much time as needed. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's uh, especially the Reformed folk love to say that. Take as, as much one, time as needed. Okay, man, just take as much time as you want. But don't spill into second service. Yeah. <laughs> I know that um, I've been caught... Uh, by some people like uh, like Brian one time was like or maybe a couple times he was like hey you, like uh you you know you when you wrapped up um I, I I felt like you had more to say and you you cut it I was like yeah I was trying to respect the time and he's like well, you go ahead it's fine like you mm, know yeah. it's a few more minutes it's not a like just you know because I tend to be you know sometimes a little little too much bound to uh, a, a time frame but uh and in some cultures like it really doesn't matter. Right. There are some cultures where like can, things can go on for a really long time. Oh, yeah. I and mean, it's just a part of the culture. Whereas other, other contexts it's, you know, time is, is, is a more, uh, consequential sort of impactful issue that, that you need to pay attention to. Um, how long should a sermon be? So like we're, th- we're, we're talking practically here, uh, yeah. In North America where we live, um, how long should a sermon be is, uh, can you preach a good sermon in 15 minutes? Yeah. Can you preach a good sermon in an hour? Yeah. So it's possible to do both. Is, is I guess, uh, with this, is longer better? No. So a five-minute sermon can be just as good as, or I'm sorry, 50, a 15-minute sermon can be just as good as a
1: 35-minute sermon. Depends on the text. It depends on the text. It depends on the purpose, right? Uh, if I'm doing a youth talk, 15 minutes is pretty good. 15 minutes is is good. 15 to 20, right? But in the general assembly, in a general assembly, um, it can. I mean, listen. If I if if Joe called me Sunday morning and said, "Hey, man, I'm out. I'm out. You're up. I've got an hour or two to prepare." you're probably getting 15 to 20 out of me that ain't true Jimmy's you
0: know? going Jimmy's going 30 for sure <laughs> no but
1: I'm saying though there's only gonna be I'm yeah. gonna take whatever I've been studying yeah. and that's you're what I'm gonna stretch it out I'm not gonna to stretch it out play. just a hit and I think that's the part where we talk about is longer is longer always better no because for some people I think they they stretch out and they add way too much oh, yeah. that are not necessary yeah for sure
0: for to sure fill time but is so
1: like outside of
0: like specific examples we're like no it's not necessarily better but is it better for a preacher to have
1: more time than having less time i think so i do think it's better for a preacher to have more time it's relative it's It's still relative. relative it's still relative if they're able to sure to keep it very focused right if 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 the text is warranting 45 minutes well I think any text could warrant 45 minutes depending on the nature for sure of but your if you're ad, but sometimes people add people yeah. just add so many other things and they lose sight of, so look, here's the main look, thing let's even the playing field let's right, say go you've
0: got a
1: great preacher great preacher
0: okay so great preacher he's super solid yeah is it better for him can can he accomplish more in 30 minutes than 15 with preaching a message yeah so that's that's where i land ultimately i think like i think the principle is more time is better than less time that doesn't mean that you have to use all of the time and it certainly doesn't mean that that two hours is good i don't think that's true but it but the principle i think you the the more time you have to unpack and apply the better but at some point it, it, it's diminishing returns yes because it Cause every culture is different. And perhaps there was a day when people in in a particular culture could, or maybe still do sit for over an hour or two hours to hear a message. But, um, but most in our context, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -mm, mm -hmm. We, we, we wind up at the 40 minute mark roughly yeah, with our messages and our people like that. That seems to be what they want um i've said before when i my first church plant i was just i was doing 30 minutes and enough people said hey we'd like you to preach longer like you can go longer that'd be fine like oh okay great Mm -hmm. I, i can do that um but so i do think but i think what you're saying is really important in principle yes more time is better than less time is maybe a better way to say it but uh that doesn't mean that your particular forty-minute sermon is better than your twenty-minute sermon. Exactly. And so, like, you got to know yourself. You got to know what your gifts are. And listen, if you can, if you can preach a a really good sermon in twenty to twenty-five minutes, but beyond that, you start to really fizzle out as a preacher. Well, then, first of all, uh, don't do that, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. also then get some training. Yeah, Like get better, grow at it. We should be getting better at it. And I think that's what a lot of people do in this discussion. They just jump right to, well, you have no business being a preacher if you can't preach for more than 15 minutes. It's like, well, okay. Again, that's, that's not a scriptural command, the yeah. time frame, right? So let's be a little more gracious about it mm-hmm. and then try and figure out like, so yeah, we're all at different places in our preaching abilities. And I, we, none of us should feel like, wow, I have to hit this minute mark. And if I don't, the sermon's not going to be good. That's, oh, yeah, that's that's terrible. And it's, and it's totally not true. And I agree. Listen, man, how many how many of us have ever heard a, a, an amazing halftime speech enough in a, in a movie uh, about a game and you get like the goosebumps and the tingles and it actually has meaning beyond the game? Like, uh, like, I, I think of uh, any given Sunday, the halftime speech there. Uh, uh, warning, there's cuss words in it. Like, it's, it's a great halftime speech. And that's just a halftime speech. That's not the Word of God being yep, unpacked. Yep. And that's a f- three minutes? Yeah. All right. So now you've got 15, 20 minutes with the Word of God carefully, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, uh, studied, um, understood, and preached and applied. That can do a lot. That can do a, a great thing. But I like, I like sermons that are longer than shorter. But I... I but again, it's it's all relative, man. I, I listen. How many sermons? We, you and I couldn't count how many sermons we've heard that were just too long. And if they would have stopped 15 minutes earlier, it would have been a. Bang-up. Oh yeah. It would have been awesome. But yeah. like, you, know, you kept going. Yep. And just, like, you're wearing me down. And now, i I've, I've sat through messages where it was really good. I was digging it but then it went on 20 minutes too long and mm-hmm. I, I'm annoyed. I'm like, Why? Like this is just like bad you, preaching at this yeah, point. Yeah, you you lost us. Yeah,
1: you, you had You jumped us. the shark. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he nuked the fridge. That's the thing. Wait, nuke the fridge. Hold on, hold on. I know this one. Mm-hmm. I know this one. Is that it didn't Indiana, stick. Indiana yeah. Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It didn't
0: stick, but that that was what they tried to use that.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Well, listen, we want to hear your thoughts. You can join the conversation. Leave us feedback at DocAdivo on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can head on over to facebook slash doctrine and devotion and you want to support the podcast and get exclusive commercial free content subscribe to doctrine and devotion all access uh, Subscribers get free weekly devotional meditations Monday through Friday and the Banter Truth podcast every Tuesday. To sign up, click the link on your podcast player for this episode that says support this podcast or head on over to DoctrineAndDevotion.com slash all access. You've got your fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. we got blog posts and video content over at the website. And if you want to grab some gear, head on over to JoeFoStore.com and there you can order it and get it shipped and delivered right now. To your house the cool packaging later